Welcome to the Pencils and Lipstick Podcast, a weekly podcast for writers. Grab a cup of coffee, perhaps some paper and pen, and enjoy an interview with an author, a chat with a writing tool creator, perhaps a conversation with an editor or other publishing expert, as well as Kat's thoughts on writing and her own creative journey. You'll laugh, you'll cry, well, hopefully not actually cry, but you will probably learn something, and I hope you'll be inspired to write, because as I always say, you have a story, you should write it down. This is Pencils and Lipstick. Hello, all you writers out there. Welcome back to Pencils and Lipstick. I'm Kat Caldwell, and this episode is 169, going out February 20th. How are you all doing today? I am very excited to have with us Carlene Kelsey in the interview section. She is a Facebook and Instagram expert. She knows all about meta and how to advertise on those platforms. And honestly, I wanted to bring her on because she surprised me on a couple tips before Christmas when I was talking to her. And I was like, you have to come on and you have to let us know what these tips are because it's much different than putting ads on Amazon. Meta has really changed how they do things. There is a certain way to do it right. And if you don't do it their way, you can end up losing a lot of money because you're just throwing money at them. And you know what? Meta doesn't need our money just thrown at them (laughs) without any results, right? So be sure to come listen to Carlene Kelsey. In the show notes, you can sign up for her newsletter as well and go check her out if you want to work with her now. Even if you're not ready for ads, I encourage you to sign up for her newsletter. She has a lot of information, and I really think that she can at least, at the moment, keep you from being tempted to just boost your post, right? They they always want us to boost a post, see if you get more interaction. And she says, no, don't do that. You're just going to waste your money. So be sure to stick around and listen to those really interesting five tips on how to use Facebook and Instagram for ads. Before we get there, I want to ask you to please share and subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast. And if you're enjoying it, please share it with um, all of your writerly friends, anybody who's thinking about writing a book or writing a book right now, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, especially those who are going to go the indie route. I have some really excellent people coming up. We've had some really great people already in 2023, experts who are going to talk to us about advertising and mindset and plotting. Um, We had Book Brush last week talking about how to make graphics and why they're important in our marketing. So we have a lot of people coming in that can help you with um, this entire world, this small business that we have to set up as um, indie authors. So please feel free to share the show. If you like it, please review it, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts. That is still the number one place everyone listens um, or on Spotify as well, wherever you are. And if you want to support the show in other ways, you can click the link below in it is pencilsandlipstick.com forward slash support. Um, and you can support the show monetarily and you get 
um, a couple little goodies over there already set up on Buy Me A Coffee. And we are going to also set up some Q&A times um, where you get direct access to ask me questions, whether it's about a book, your writing, whether it's about storytelling, um, whatever it is that relates to writing and storytelling and editing and marketing your book and maybe just being an indie author in general, right? So as I've been setting up my year of 2023, I know some people are like already have their plans and their goals for their businesses, you know, <laughs> and I do have, I already had a lot of plans set up for the writing side, but I had to take some time for my um, coaching side. As you know, I have the the fiction coaching certificate already finished. I'm about of a third of the way through the nonfiction um, coaching certificate. And while I really admire people who do individual coaching, I have decided that that probably won't be for me. I've just seen that a lot of fiction writers who I talk to, who set up a time to talk with me, they're just not ready to take the plunge to commit to three months or six months or whatever it is to sort of get their book done. Now, on the nonfiction side, I do see that. I see that people you know, are really ready to get their memoir done or their book that goes along with their business done because they sort of have a plan in place already. Whereas with fiction, you know, sometimes it's it's just, a, there isn't a timestamp really to when it gets done, right? So with nonfiction, I'll probably focus on one-on-one people. But for fiction, I still want to talk about storytelling. I'm just such a geek about this now after reading so many books and being so obsessed with the science of it and being very interested in how some books do really well and some books don't, you know, like what is the storytelling secret behind them? Um, I really think that it's characters and like how scenes are it organized really into the book. Um, there's a lot of little things that you can do to make your prose stronger, your dialogue stronger, your character stronger, your premise stronger, the twists and the hooks that you can do that work. It's a lot more than just tropes, right? And getting words on the page. And so I still want to teach people how to do this. I want to meet people where they're at. And so I've decided to focus on retreats and workshops. Now, the retreat, the in-person retreat in Spain will be happening in September, and more information will be given um, soon about that, and we'll also be having an online two-day intensive retreat, and more information will be given about that soon as well. But before those two, we are going to start with workshops, and the first workshop that we're going to have is February 28th. You have two times to choose from, 12.30 p.m. Um, Eastern time, so that's New York City time, or 8 p.m. Eastern time. I sort of wanted to give it, you know, have it be accessible to people in lots of different time zones. I know I can't be there for everyone, but hopefully that will sort of catch people uh, in different parts of the world, wherever you are. And the character development workshop is really going to go into um, how we create a 3D character because a flat character will, well, that's really why people stop reading because the character is flat and they're not connecting with them. 
Well, I guess, you know, people can stop reading for whatever reason, but if you don't have a really robust character, a lot of times readers are going to move on to a different book. Um, so I want to tell, teach you how to do that. And that's by tapping into their wants and their desires and their needs, both physically and psychologically. And it's about developing this person before they step onto the page because they have an entire life before that moment, right? It's more than having a plot happen around this person and they just sort of go through the motions of the plot. Um, but it's about them making decisions within the plot, like as the plot is happening, which sort of makes them realize what decisions need to be made to, to win the day, kind of, <laughs> you know, whether it's an action or a women's fiction, um, of course, the, the tension might be a little bit different there, but that's really what we're looking at. We're looking at characters who are invested in the plot and they're moving and they're changing so that at the end, we see them as a completely, you know, more informed, little bit changed person, right? I mean, as humans, of course, each story is just a small part of our lives, right? But usually a story is worth telling because we learn something in that moment. So whether you're writing middle grade fiction, young adult fiction, new adult fiction, adult fiction, you know, whether it's adventure or romance or women's fiction, this applies to you and this will help you create characters that um, readers attach to and just can't get enough of. And, you know, they close the book with a sigh because they just are sad to leave these characters behind. So this will be a workshop in which we're going to be really hands-on. Um, we're going to have time for you to ask questions and throw out ideas and get feedback on it. We're also going to have a um, workshop for scene development and editing on March 14th in the same times, 1230 Eastern and 8 p.m. Eastern. And we are going to also be hands-on there. What scenes need to be in almost every single book in every genre? What scenes need to be per genre? Um, what's the difference between the different beats in the genre? Why should we not have the same? <laughs> like, why is the date at the coffee shop and the date at the park basically the same beat and should be probably put together into one scene. How do we decide what scenes to keep and what scenes to delete? And we're going to learn to keep, you know, decide to keep the scenes because we're going to see and understand what each scene needs to be really robust. So I like to say that, you know, you have a real estate in a book of so many pages, let's say 300 pages, and each scene needs to pay their rent on that real estate. It needs to be a scene that isn't throwaway, that the reader didn't just sort of glance through, or they could even move pages and get to the good stuff, right? We need to understand what the difference is between the scenes that really engage the readers and the scenes that they just sort of gloss over and, and read quickly through, right? So, we all say, you know, kill your darlings. <laughs> and I see a lot of people on Twitter talking about how they have these mammoth manuscripts of 100,000 words for a romance or 140,000 words for a historical fiction. That's a lot of scene that needs to be deleted or probably compressed, probably a couple scenes compressed. And there's different rules for that. And there's different ways of seeing it as an editor, 
you know, seeing your own manuscript through the eyes of an editor. So with the scene development and editing, you'll also have the chance to get your scene edited personally by me. And so you can find all that information in the links below. But as listeners of my podcast, I want to offer to you a coupon of $10 off. If you use the word lipstick, you can get $10 off one of the workshops so you can attend one of the workshops for just 37 American dollars. You can see what it's like to work with me. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with um, other authors. We're going to see that we're not alone in this world and we all just want to keep learning. I'll tell you guys, I still sign up with work for workshops with other people because I know that they see things a little bit differently than me, that they have been in the industry longer than me, um, that they have different expertise than me, and I want to keep learning. So I don't personally believe that you ever get to the point where you like know everything, right? We can always use refresher courses. So even if you've written a book already, maybe if you're writing another genre or you just feel stuck with the one that you're you're writing now, or you want to learn this before you start writing, which would be a great idea. And I wish I had done that. Um, come and join us at the workshop. If you, if you kind of know your characters already, but you want to see what I'm talking about, um, come to the workshop and hang out with us. You'll have lots of time to ask questions, as I said, get feedback. We're going to um, really work hard and it's not gonna just be me talking, but you're gonna be able to walk away with notes taken and characters developed and scenes you know, looked at through new eyes, like editing eyes. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. And then from there on, there is a link in the show notes that you can go see what other uh, workshops are coming up and you can save that link and you can um, come back every once in a while and and see the times and the dates that those are coming. So we have dialogue with Jeff Elkins and we're going to have book blurbs with Madison Michael and then a couple other people are possibly coming in, but I still have to work things out before I announce it. So I'm very excited about that. It's going to be a, a great spring, y'all. It's going to be great. We're going to get our books done. We're going to get our books done with like, not just perseverance, but understanding of where we're going with our stories and our books. And it's going to be awesome. So before we get into the interview, I want to tell you about book of the week. If you want your book shouted out from every podcast app, I would say rooftop, but it's not really, it's headphones. You can sign up for book of the week and the link is in the show notes. It's $15 to get your book out there. We say the title and you, the author, and we read the book blurb out loud on the air. I think it's a great way for other people to hear about your book and for you to touch another market. And speaking of book of the week, let's listen to this week's book of the week. The book of the week for February 20th, Crazy to Believe by Madison Michael. She's betting on love and the stakes are high. The crazy eights have been best friends for 30 years, but they rarely get together. The remedy? An audacious dare contrived to bring them together for weddings. Their weddings. Each participant must marry within 12 months or complete a personally mortifying task. Meet Sophia beautiful and brilliant, longing for a family. Starting over after a divorce, Sophia is focused on her career, not some foolhardy dare. She set her sights on a new job, a new home, and reluctantly accepting her single, childless status. Independent and determined, she can't foresee 
she will both win and lose her heart's desire in the next six months. Jeremy Klein, genius engineer and inventor, is also making big life changes. He sold his startup to become a billionaire CEO overnight. Unfortunately, his ego hasn't caught up yet, and despite family pressures and turning 40, he is gun-shy about returning to the dating game. Then, Jeremy meets Sophia. They bond over shared business interests and a chemistry that sizzles. Their attraction is immediate and so electrifying that a one-night stand quickly morphs into planning a future. But plans can change. Accusations threaten to derail their relationship, Sophia's career, and Jeremy's position. Spies, lies, and misunderstandings abound until those crazy eights step in, scheming and manipulating to secure Sophia, her happily ever after. The stakes are high. Win the bet and lose your heart, or lose the bet along with your dignity. When the wager is nothing short of true love, are Jeremy and Sophia crazy to believe? All right. I am excited to have Carlin Kelsey with me here today. She is a Facebook and Instagram guru, <laughs> marketing guru. I'm, I'm excited to pick your brain. Hello, Carlene. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Kat. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you coming on. Before we go into all the goodies that you have for us, would you just let us know a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I've been working online since 2009, and I actually started out with a virtual assistant business, helping everybody do everything. Well, I came to learn that you can't do everything. (laughs) So I I ended up concentrating um, in the beginning on doing uh, WordPress websites, email marketing, and some social media. And, And recently... Um, I took courses and got certified in ads, paid ads for both uh, Google as well as Facebook and Instagram. And and I worked for um, a company as an employee doing ads for all different kinds of businesses for Facebook and Instagram. And that's where I really thrived. And that's where I really, really loved helping people get their info out in front of other people with, with ads. And it really is possible to do. It is a little complicated, and we're going to talk about some secrets (laughs) today that will help people, Yes, but but it's fun, and you can see results, and, you know, there was just some new recent statistics from Facebook. Um, Don't believe people that say Facebook is dead and everybody's leaving Facebook, because that is far from the truth. There's still millions of people joining Facebook. They've got the highest readership of all, and I'm talking Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, because okay. Meta owns all of those. So it, it is still a very good marketing plan to, to put money in ads and get in front of new people who might not even know you exist. Yeah. So, I yeah, have Facebook heard. is still there. It's still <sighs> there. I actually, just the other day, a couple authors and I were talking about Facebook and somebody said, don't bother. And I said, well, According to lots of research, and I have a hard time keeping up with all of the social media, um, but 
the people who have the money are on Facebook. You know, like when you're a young professional, money's tight. Like you are paying off student loans. You're pay- you're learning to be an adult. All this, like the forty to eighty year olds have the money. You know, and even if specifically forty to sixty year olds, they're the ones buying books for their kids. Mm-hmm. They're the ones reading more because they're deciding that they're going to take time to read more. So just focusing on authors, like don't ignore that demographic, right? Absolutely. And especially Absolutely. I would I would assume like those new people coming on might be worldwide, do you think? Like, um well I actually didn't delve into those I might not have said yeah as, as much as I need to too. Honestly, I, I saw it and I read Mari Smith, who is um uh she's I've just been following her for years. She's for years. <laughs> queen of queen of Facebook and she is saying, you know. Don't she give just up on attends it. Right? All of their annual um, quarterly meetings and things. And she oh. used to actually work for them for a while. Oh. And she says, you know, don't don't listen to people who say okay. Facebook is dead. Really, it's there. Most everybody in the world is on Facebook. And if you want to see your ads, you want people to see your ads that wouldn't necessarily know who you are. You still can oh. accomplish that on Facebook. Okay. You absolutely can. So the the biggest thing reason I wanted to have you on is that you have I found you before Christmas. This mm-hmm. happens to me all the time. I think somebody recommended you. <laughs> because mm-hmm. you know, it I have gone through the experience of being an author not knowing how what really I'm doing, but people say, throw up a Facebook ad. So you throw up a Facebook ad and nothing happens. <laughs> You're just giving money. And so I found you and you you had uh you have a great email list telling, you know, about mm-hmm. the tips and the strategies. So today we wanted to talk about certain strategies because the first thing you told me the first time I met you was don't just throw money at Facebook. It's not going to work. And I said, okay, I will stop. (laughs) I like that. I don't like throwing money away. So I wanted to have you on because there's a scale, right, of advertising. And as an author, a lot of times you're just trying to get your book out there. (laughs) Don't know what you're doing. There are people who do ads, but they can cost thousands of dollars and you're still sort of in the dark. So we are going to talk about your, your, your five strategies, right. For us to consider. And um, now that we've decided we're not leaving Facebook, (laughs) we are going to stay there and Instagram, right. Cause they, they own both. So um, help us, Carlene. (laughs) Absolutely. I'll stop me any, any way along the line here. When I, when I start talking, if you have a question, just let me know. But, but I really have five strategies, five secrets to help you not lose any more money on Facebook ads. Yes, anymore, um, the keyword. <laughs> well, and and I've lost money on Facebook ads too in the very beginning before mm. I, I got it all figured out. And sure. I said, darn, I must have doing something wrong. I got to figure this out. And I did. So, yeah. you know, I learned, I took courses. It it came to me and I, I then wanted to help other people. Yes, um, especially you. your audience, the authors, <laughs> you know they need help getting word out there. So yes. um, the, the first secret is, is really to make sure that you have these five things in place before you run your ads. Now you want to have a complete website. Mm. You want to have your website easy to navigate so people can find things on your website you want to have all of your business processes in place. Um, that would be your email 
autoresponder, your um, your your list, your book listing on your website, all of that. You want to have the capacity to take on new clients if you're mm. advertising services um, because you don't want to go advertise and then get such an influx of business that you yeah. can't handle it. That would just be poor customer service. Um, and you want to really be ready to grow. So okay. if all those things are in place and you're ready to grow, reach, grow your reach and get more prospects, then Facebook ads could be for you. Okay. The first thing is to know the Facebook funnel. It's it's the same as any other funnel. Okay. The awareness is at the top. So you have awareness first. People have to become aware of you. Mm. Then they move down into the consideration stage. So now they're considering working with you or doing business with you or buying your book. And then the third part of the stage is they actually become a buyer. So they either sign up to your email list, they actually go to your link and purchase your book, they um, they buy uh, something that you have in your website. If you're selling physical things and you have an e-commerce store, they become a buyer. And that's the funnel. And the proper way to do ads is to start them at the top of the funnel, make them aware. Okay. So you run some ads of get more likes to your page. You know, you put some posts out there and you get more likes to your page. And those types of ads do not cost thousands of dollars. They're very economical to run. And then when you get them into the consideration stage, now you're actually having a good call to action. You're going to ask them to take an action and do something. Um, Sign up for your list, sign up for your freebie. Um, go visit your book link, you know, that sort of thing. And and then the, the third stage is you're actually offering a course or a book or something you're going to sell them. Okay. So do you think a lot of people try to just skip and go straight to buy? This yeah, is what I'm you. thinking most authors we might be doing is like, I have a new book out, go buy it. But what you're saying is they haven't even considered you yet. Yep. So you're just losing money. Okay. That's exactly right. And everybody would love to go straight to the buy. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. You can try it. I'm telling you, it just doesn't work. And you are probably wasting money. You've got to, it takes time. See, the other thing with ads is like any other effort you put in for marketing, it's not instant. It's not overnight. It's not going to be overnight. Don't have those expectations. You'll be disappointed. It really is a a process, you know, the awareness, the consideration, then they see you, if they become aware and you get them to leave you an email address, then you have to be very organized and very consistent following up with your emails so that you send them information. Now they're considering, oh, she offered this. She has a book on this topic. I was talking to my friend last week about that, Mm. you know, and then they become a buyer and then they become another buyer. They'll buy something else that you offer and the next thing that you offer. But yeah, don't try to go straight to buy it it usually doesn't work. It doesn't work. Okay. So, so that's why you said in the beginning, we have to have our website set up. We have to have our book set up. We have to, there's a lot of just 
planning, I would say, instead of just my book comes out, throw up some ads, yes. but strategic planning. And what's interesting is authors really are small businesses and we have to sort of get that mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. That's exactly right. Okay. Let me move on to my next. Now, when you decide you're going to run your ad and you are okay. ready, you got to choose a goal. What is your goal or your objective going to be for this ad? There are many to choose from. Uh, Like we talked about awareness, traffic, Mm -hmm. getting traffic to the link to actually purchase, engagement, where you want people to comment on something you've said, leads, you have a promotion, you're promoting maybe um, a new app or you have a sale going on. So you have to decide on what objective you're going to use for your ad. Okay. And it, it can't be all of them, really. You gotta pick one. <laughs> you gotta pick one. <laughs> yeah, you it can't be all of them at the same time because it, it it you won't be successful. So you need to know what goal you want to run for this okay. particular ad. So that's your first decision you make when you're ready to do your ads. Your second decision is your budget. And your budget goes along with your goal. And in my free gift that we're going to um, absolutely have your audience uh, reach out and get, I have a whole schedule of budgets, recommended budgets based on the goal you choose, what's the recommended budget from Facebook in order to have a successful ad running. Okay. So... For example, leads to get leads into um, your email list, your budget has to be a little higher Mm. than it does for just the awareness or the engagement ads. Okay. And that's okay, but you you just have to move into that. As you start running your campaigns, you move move into higher budgets so that your return on investment is definitely working for you. But at the same time, when you're doing that ad for leads, so we're trying to get people onto our author newsletter, right? Mm -hmm. What you're doing is targeting specifically people who are going to enjoy your newsletter, right? They have to sign up for that newsletter because a part of them wants to be there. Not to say nobody will unsubscribe, of course, you know, but we're looking at specific audience. So you're not just paying people to be on your list. What you're doing is finding the people who read, let's say, action, adventure, thrillers starring a woman, like specifically, correct? And that's the next thing I was going to talk about. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Define your audience. Absolutely. Um, you, you need to define who is your best audience. Mm. You want to ask your questions to yourself. Who is my ideal client? Who do they follow? What publications do they read? Know where they hang out on Facebook. If they're in certain groups, you might be able to join those groups as well and okay. do some promotion. Oh. So you build your audience to at least 3 million to 6 million On Facebook, in the Ads Manager, when you add in your demographics, your locations, you add in interests, you can see how many potential people you're going to reach. Okay. And the goal is you don't want it to be less than a million, but ideally you want it to be between three and six million reach for that particular ad. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
because then you know you're getting to the broader audience, the, the big enough audience for you to really get out there in front of them. So for somebody who's an online, um, I guess, author, so we're selling books and, you know, if you have an ebook, you can sell worldwide. It's really more important to see what, um, what publications they're reading, what kind of books they're reading, correct, other than like pinpointing in the world where they might be, or is that still important? Right, because, well, that's part of it is pinpointing in the world where they might be. That's important. Um, when I advertise, I advertise to mostly English speaking countries. Mm-hmm. So in addition to Canada and the US, I always include Australia, I include right. New Zealand, I include Great Britain, you know, because they we all speak English. Right. And 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 then you niche it down a little further okay. to their interests. Okay. Are they interested in baking, cooking? Um you know, whatever your book's about, sure. you, know, you, you, sure. you just try to find a, a broad audience that you, if they see your ad, it's going to make an impression. They might not click the first time they see it. That's also why you have to run your ad for more than three days. That's not going <laughs> to do you much any good. Right, right. You got to want run your ad for a little bit of time, but you get used to going into your ads manager and watching, looking at your statistics. So you'll know how many people you're reaching, how many people are clicking on a link if you're running a traffic ad. You'll know how many people are liking your page if you're just doing an awareness ad. Okay. And then you'll be able to judge if this ad is working or not. You can turn it off at any time and try something else. And that's the other thing about Facebook ads. There is a lot of testing and trying. Okay. You may not make gold the very first time you run an ad. You might have to test it and try it and see, does this headline work better than this headline? Okay. There's a way to do split testing right inside ads manager. And you run um, ads with one headline as opposed to another headline. Interesting. And then you test them. Okay. And the, um, the actual Facebook ads manager will tell you which one's winning They'll turn off the one that didn't win, that wasn't getting the best results, and they'll continue running the one that was getting the best results for you. Okay. And when when it comes to Facebook versus Instagram, is that also something that you have to take into consideration? Like, are the headlines going to be different? Well, the, the actual uh, creative is going to be a little different because okay. Instagram is the 1080 by 1080 square. Okay. Although... Okay they're doing a lot of long ones too now um, with reels and video. So it's going to be designed a little differently for Instagram. And some people do just Instagram ads because that's where they believe their audience is. And that's where they're getting the most bang for their buck is just on Instagram. So you can just choose one over the other. You can can just choose one over the other and you can test one of the other. If you're not sure if your Instagram audience is fairly large and you know you get a lot of engagement, anytime you put something out there, people comment, they share it, they like it, you comment back, you're creating conversations, you're making relationships. Instagram may be where you're going to get the best bang mm-hmm. for your buck and the best return on your investment. But you can test an ad on Instagram, test an ad on Facebook, see which one does better. And okay. then 
in addition to the headlines, every time you're doing an A-B split test, you should test only one thing oh. so that you know what the result is. If you're headline A and headline B, creative okay. picture A or creative B, okay. or if it's a video, this video is shorter, this video is a little longer. So you would test one thing to know which one's going to bring you better results, at least okay. for that campaign. So then, okay. then you'll have those results. Okay, perfect. Okay. All right. Now, then after audience, which is a, these are all really big pieces of your mm -hmm. campaign. So you have to be pretty clear whenever you start running your campaign. The next one is where do you place your ads? We talked mm -hmm. just now a little bit about that. Right. You want to make sure it looks good on mobile because I don't even know the exact percentage, but there's a huge percentage of people who only use their mobile devices now to look at ads. And so you want to, and right inside ads manager, it's going to give you a preview. So you will see how it's going to look on a desktop, on a laptop, on a mobile device and on an iPad or a, um, you know, a device, but it's right. not phone. So it will show you exactly how to your ad is going to look. Okay. Okay. So you oh. want to also make sure even your website should definitely be set up for mobile because it's a huge number that that is using mobile today in the world. And I don't know what it is. I probably should have looked that up, but Oh, but I mean, I, I think just in my own personal life, I, I'm out with my cell phone more often than I'm in front of my desktop. So yeah, you are. We all are. Yeah. The cell phone is, you know, on the nightstand beside the bed, just in case the kids call and have an emergency right. the night, you know, <laughs> um, my kids are all grown and, and, and live near me, but not with me. And so they would call me if they had right, something right. in the middle of the night. And I am one of those people who sleep with my cell phone right beside my bed. Right beside, yep. I mean, a lot of people do because it's just, it's just today. That's how we are. Yeah. I mean, and people sit in bed and scroll, right? So if you, if you want to capture those people with your ad, I yep. mean, it takes half a second to scroll past it. You know, yeah. you have to capture them, right? If it looks wonky, we're going to be like, huh? <laughs> you you have to capture them. You have to give them a headline that's going to intrigue them, that's going to spark interest. Mm. Your image, if you're just doing an image ad, and they still work, they're fine. I've, I've had many customers test images against videos, and they say, videos don't work for me. I said, that's fine. You know that now. You tested it. Right, so right. then you make your creative so super they can't scroll past it okay and they'll click on the ad for you yeah it's better so, to know these things and to make these these decisions properly right yes absolutely okay. yeah so anyway um where you place your ad so is it on instagram is it on facebook is it on both is it going to be in stories is it going to be in reels if it's a video you know, so all through in ads manager, it's going to give you all those options that you decide where you want to place your ad. Okay. Then you choose your creative. So is it going to be a single image? Is it going to be multiple images, which we call a carousel? Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk a little bit about the carousels. They are doing very, very well. Is it going to be a video? Is it going to be a horizontal video for Facebook or vertical video for Instagram. 
Which means you have to know how to make those two, right? Like that yeah. you can't just stick the horizontal into the <laughs> into the vertical. You are right. You have to sometimes change your your um change your creative up so it matches right. where you're gonna place it. Right, right. You know, right. If, if you're doing videos on your phone and phone videos work fine, don't think that to run ads you have to go set up a whole video studio. You do not. <laughs> Video ads on your phone work just fine, <laughs> but make sure you have them placed in places where they're going to look vid- right. vertical and they're going to look okay. really good when people okay. see them. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. You don't have to have a green screen and all these cameras and all these lights. I mean, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> professionals do it that way. More power to them. But as authors and, and and your audience doesn't need to even be concerned about that because little quick videos will work just fine. Okay. Vertical from their phone. Most phones nowadays will take really good. good picture, really good right. videos and they're just fine. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. What is my next? Choose your creative. Okay. Let me talk about carousels. Okay. I have to tell you, and I just tested this last week not on Facebook, but on Instagram, I did four little quotes, maybe five, I can't remember some of my favorite quotes, put them on nice backgrounds, and posted them as a carousel on LinkedIn. I got over 3,500 views of that post. It wasn't even an ad. It was just a post. Carousels work where people have to flip through. They stay on your ad longer The algorithm knows that they're watching your carousel or your video. This is why videos work well, too, because they stay on the video for two or three minutes as long as your video is. But you'd want to make them what we call short form video, not 10 minute videos. People will not watch them. Okay, you'll lose them. But you want to have short little two, three um, minute videos. Now you can also do the reels. The reels are less than that. People are Mm -hmm. watching reels like crazy. Um, But you have to keep consistent one message and one reel and not go off into many different tangents because it'll be too confusing for people. Sure, sure. But two and three minute videos work just fine. Okay. And carousels because you have to stay on the ad The algorithm knows, oh, this person's staying on my ad longer. Next person comes along and sees the carousel. They click. They're flipping through the carousel. They're staying on your ad longer. Okay. And the algorithm gives that more importance. Interesting. Yeah. So it would almost be like a lot of, I talk to a lot of writers of, especially if they're like over 50, they aren't really into the the social media, but they know that they should be there. And, you know, they're just not used to posting every day. They don't really want to deal yet with schedulers or things like that. But would you say that maybe posting one, at least one carousel, at least you're going to get that, uh, that algorithm seeing who's interested, right? Yes. More than anything, yes. more than posting just whatever three times a week and not, <laughs> I, yeah. I would assume too, you, you're more prone to having a clearer message with a carousel. Like your brain's going to keep on a theme more than I forgot what I posted two days ago. <laughs> I had to post something else. You're absolutely right. Yes. So your, your carousel is 
tip one, tip two, tip three, tip four. You know, you have, right. and you don't want 12, 12 of them. That's too many, okay. but you okay. want four or five where you have a message in each one, a, a, sure. a tip, a a maybe even a product, you know, product one, product two, product three, and, and, and you know, st- stuff like that. But sure. carousels are really important and they do very well on Instagram. They do well on Facebook. And I'm telling you, they do great on LinkedIn too. That's interesting. That's a good tip. I mean, depending on whether you're a nonfiction writer or, or a fiction writer, I can see a lot of different ways of, of using those carousels and not feeling like you have to then put a ton in the comments or like underneath. You don't. It's short. It's quick. It's a title on one line, really. Right, it's, right. It's not. I mean, you have to create the content for sure, but sure. it's a title and it's one line and it's could be a couple of excerpts from the book, maybe a couple yeah. of quotes, you know, chapter one was about this and here's a quote. Chapter two, I don't know, um, stuff yeah. like that. It yeah, would go over really well in a Facebook ad for sure. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. What else do I have here? So we talked about the creative. Um, the other thing is ads manager has three levels. When you get in there, it looks a little confusing to people. It's not really once you learn it and it's the campaign level. So whatever you put in the campaign level, it actually applies to the whole campaign, then there's the ad set level. And that's where you've got your budget and you've got your um, audience. And then the third level is the ad level. So, and I want to tell you one more thing about the ads. There's something called the learning phase. Okay. A lot of people don't know this when they start out with ads. The first time you run an ad, any ad, It has to go through what Facebook's algorithm calls the learning phase. The algorithm is learning who to show that ad to. Hmm. Okay. So what that means is you have to get 50 actions for it to get through the learning phase. Okay. If you're running a traffic ad and traffic ads generally click on a link. So you go to a link. So if you get 50 link clicks, you have run your ad and you've gotten through the learning phase. Okay. If you're doing um, a page likes, you have to get 50 page likes and then you've got through your learning phase. If you are trying to do something a little tougher, but, but maybe not tougher if you've got your audience all warmed up, leads. You want to get addresses. You want to get leads, email addresses. Then you have to get 50 leads in order to get through the learning phase. What many beginners see is I'm stuck in this this learning phase. I can't get my 50 actions. Right. And then you have to change something up. You have to either change up your headline, your link, your you have to either stop that ad and start a whole new one or really make a big change so that the algorithm can get you through that learning phase. And is that for each ad that you put out? Each ad that you put out. Okay. So that's really how you see if it's working or not, right? If it's Mm -hmm. really stagnating at 10, you don't, you change it. You change it. Interesting. You change it. And here's another thing that it's just the way the algorithm works. Every time you make a major change to an ad, it goes back to the beginning of learning. 
Nice. <laughs> it's it's crappy. I don't like that about it, but that's the way the algorithm works. Okay. So it's not learning you, it's learning your ad. It's learning who to show your ad to. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So even when you're established, you've been running a few each time we have to get past that learning phase, which I would assume the more that you hone your audience, the more that you hone your graphics, your creatives, your budget, like you should get through that quicker each time, right? Yes, Just sort of should. knowing. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Traffic is the easy one. You're going to send people to a link. You know, you've, you've written your copy for your ad, which shouldn't be too long because you want people to be able to read it in a minute, a two okay. minutes, you know, you don't want to have a long copy, like you're writing a newsletter or you're <laughs> writing an article, right? You want to have some good information in your copy. And I'm not a copywriter. Um, I wish I was, I just, haven't studied copywriting enough yet, but um, you write a good paragraph or two, you know, a couple sentences, you have your copy, you've got your link that you want people to click on. Once they click that, you know, then you're getting your um, learning, you're getting through the learning phase. Okay. Okay. So 50 actions is, is what they say. They usually say it takes seven days. I've seen it happen in two. So oh. people can get their 50 actions in two days okay. uh, if they're going out to the broad enough audience. You know, they've got oh, three okay. to six million people that they're reaching. They'll get through their their um, learning phase pretty quickly. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So what I'm I'm hearing above all is take it, it takes some strategy and some looking into and not just throwing your book up. So understanding really what there is behind it in order to make the most of your dollars, right? Yes, And deciding what you're doing. So do you have another tip for us? Or is that the end? Those are the tips. I can certainly help any of your audience that wants to Yeah, let's talk about what you do. So so let's say this is a lot for people, right? We're getting into it. We think, I mean, I don't know how many times I've gone into the ad campaign builder, what is it called? Dashboard or whatever. And you just go... I don't know. <laughs> you just, because I guess really, I haven't given myself that time to like sit down and really go over it. So I, I assume I'm not the only one. Um, so what do you do to help people get, do all of these things? These ads? Well, I have two ways that I help people. I help people by doing it for them. So okay. we strategize, we come up with the campaigns, we come up with the, the goals and the objectives, and we come up with you know, audiences. Who okay. are their ideal audiences? So then I run the ads, we meet on a regular basis, and I can help them with um, strategizing, changing them up, whatever needs to be done. So they give me their input, they give me all their knowledge, and I run the ads for them. Okay, okay. that's one way. That's that's I do it for them. The mm-hmm. other way is I teach people how to do it. Okay. <laughs> so done with you program. I have a right. done with you program too. If people want to learn, we run through one first campaign together over the period of I think it's six, could even be seven weeks. We meet a couple of times. Um, you, we meet, I, we meet every week, but we, we actually do different things each time we meet. And so they get their ad campaign up and running. 
And then I'm here for questions and answers and they learn how to do it themselves so they can run their ads themselves in the future. Those are the two ways I help people. Okay. That, that sounds wonderful. So I, I would assume the difference is um, really they, if they learn to do it, eventually they could, they could understand enough to do it themselves. Correct. Like that's kind of, so, so somebody who has the goal of, of, eventually doing it themselves. But th- those who don't want to learn how to do it themselves, they can just hand it over to you. But you did before you, when we spoke as well, you did warn me not to start in December. Right? <laughs> so, um, well, the fourth quarter is the busiest time of year for Facebook and Instagram. Um, so that's October, November, December because there are just more advertisers on the platform that time right, of the year, right? as well as their costs go up that time of the year. So when you would might pay $5 a day for a traffic ad in December, it's almost double, like oh. $2, $10 a day for traffic ads when 10 is probably too much between five and 10 is perfect for a traffic ad actually. Um, where people are going to go click a link. Um, it's just costs more and there's more competition in that sure. fourth quarter because of the holidays. The so holidays. we would really want to start before, right? Whether we are learning with you or whether we're having you do it um, for us, we need to sort of start before that quarter. Cause I'm sure a lot of authors want to sell their book in that quarter too. So maybe at that point you would understand enough and have the audience correct so that you can even be down at the bottom of the funnel and get your buyers, right? You yep. don't want to start with the the awareness. In right. Fourth That's quarter. correct. Okay. That's correct. Okay. That's wonderful. So your your group that we go to, your company that we go to is called Desert Digital Ad Group.com, yes. right? Desert so we will have that in, mm-hmm. in the show notes. But it is was it here that I also signed up for your newsletter because your newsletter as well has tons of information if people want to get to know you um, as well. Yeah, they can absolutely sign up for my newsletter there. There'll be, um, I think that that there's still a pop-up that's coming up that is the budget worksheet and they can sign up for that budget worksheet. And then every Tuesday I send a newsletter out with okay. lots of information. It has ad information. It might even have some social media information it might even have some freebies that I found online and people might be interested in going to get um, some freebies. I also participate in a lot of giveaways mm. and, and bundles because I've got these um, these things that help people, you know, these right. eBooks sort of, they're not long, they're eight pages long maybe, and they help people. So um, in in bundles, when they're free, I always let my audience know that, hey, here's a new bundle. You can um, sign up and pick only pick the ones you want to. You don't, you right. don't have to get them all. Right. Yes, you'll get put on people's email list when you do that, but you can opt out at some point if sure. you find it's just not interesting to you anymore. You don't need it. Yeah. Right. But what I love about your newsletter is it it's really making me pause and understand ads a little bit more and sort of strategize more about when I'm ready to do it, when I need to start doing it. Right. And Mm -hmm. that, and not just waiting to the last minute or sort of, Oh, maybe I'll throw out an ad (laughs) because I'm I'm learning to take a pause. Really. If you do a little bit of planning, 
it's it's better just like your marketing plan i mean you're you're drawing up your quarters and you're figuring mm, out right. what am i going to promote this month this month this month you know you might not do a whole year in advance but if you do a quarter quarterly planning that really is good enough and then you have your your social media woven into that plan you know which days you're going to post what kind of uh, social post you're going to do whether it's a carousel or a video or if you've got a, a friend that you're working with and you want to help promote their product, you can bring mm, that into your, right. your planning stages too. So yeah, there's there's a lot to planning ads. And I just think if if your audience takes a little more time, they'll they'll be much more successful. Wonderful. Oh my goodness. Thank you for coming on and talking to us about ads. They are like the thing we know we have to do, but makes all of us authors go, (laughs) so thank you for helping us break it down a little bit more. I think that these tips are going to be very helpful um, to make people realize what goes into them, right? And and what they should expect, because that's also a good good knowledge to have on not having too high expectations. But I will be putting your... um, your links in the show notes, as well as the freebie that you have for my audience. So thank you so much for that as well. Thank you so much, Carlene, for coming on. It's very helpful. Good, good. I'm glad. And if anybody has any questions, they can reach out. I'll give you my emails too. Um, And I do have a scheduler. If someone wants to schedule a free complimentary call to talk about ads, definitely willing to do that. Um, it, It will be helpful. And we can kind of hash through some ideas before we even get into doing anything. But yeah, I would do some absolute free consults for your group. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. Hey, you're still listening. Since you are, could you do me a favor and head over to the app that you're listening to this episode on and hit the subscribe button and then rate and review the show? It would really help the Pencils and Lipstick podcast get out into the world. And if you're enjoying the podcast, well, then there might be more people out there who would enjoy it as well. If you want to find out more about me, you can head over to catcaldwell.com. I have my story over there, my books, my interactive journals, my one-on-one coaching information, and information on my creative writing community membership group. If you're looking to write a book or you are a writer and you just want to find out more about how to write, how to publish, how to format, how to market, and all the things that go into being an author these days, check out the membership group. There is a 14 free day trial that you can try it out, get into the masterminds, find out all the goodies that we are talking about in the group. I would love to see you there.